Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Everyone deserves a chance in the driver's seat. For GM and Revolt, that means leading the way on the road to an all-electric future and envisioning a world with zero crashes, zero tailpipe emissions, and zero congestion. GM's committed to making EVs accessible for everybody. That means you too. So what are you waiting for? GM's got the keys. You grab the wheel. Learn more about an all-electric future and the 000 initiative at GM.com. GM, everybody in. What's up, y'all? This is Biddy from DGB. I'm here to put y'all up on game about Anchor. Now, if you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, let me give you a quick rundown. Now, basically, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Now, here's how it works. Anchor lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or the computer. So no matter what your setup is, you can start creating today. That means you can't make no excuses about you got to go on Amazon, get this microphone, get this certain camera. I need this and that. No, you can go right on Anchor, record today. Then you can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms, including Spotify and any other places where you uh, listen to podcasts. Um, You can do that with a single tap. It's easy. Just record, click. Anchor is also the only place where you can publish video podcasts to Spotify. Now, with Anchor, creators can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. All you got to do is go download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. So what's your excuse, man? Get started. Like, now. What up, what up? It's your boy Nephew three times, a.k.a. Nephew Texas boy, Big Vet, and I just jumped off the porch with Dirty Glove. You know what I'm talking about? I. Smoking cereal milk, hoping it's for me. Smoking a weed that's important. If you ever talk with you important, I ain't dropping a- All right, so we got Nephew three times off the porch with us today. I. Boy, nephew three times, aka nephew Texas boy, big vet. Aye, what's happening? DGB. How you feeling? We How in here. Feel? How you feeling today, bro? Man, I'm great today, man. I'm blessed, actually. <laughs> okay, that's what's up, man. Yeah, I appreciate you coming by today, man. We got a, a lot to talk about. Yeah, I got a lot of answers and uh, <laughs> politicking and campaigning to do. With yeah. All right, so let's start. You know, coming from the west side of Atlanta, man. What was it like coming up for you? Coming up on the west side of Atlanta. Hmm. On my part, exit 49, Ford Industrial Boulevard, that's kind of like 15 seconds away. <laughs> it is what you see. It's dysfunctional. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, every time I talk about my block, I just. <laughs> Man, Ford Industrial, but to me, it's home. It's what I love but it's one of many homes, mm-hmm. like many. It, it'd be weird sometimes because it'd be like, I was here, I was there, I was here, I was there, and everybody is just one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At what age would you say you jumped off the porch? Me? Yes, sir. Oh, are we talking streets or just, we talking just learning to hustle? Learning to hustle, I was nine. Okay. I'll force you to let me cut your grass. <laughs> How so? What was because, he doing? Because uh, my mama had uh, a lawnmower, and I would take the lawnmower, and I would walk up and down the street and ask people to cut their grass. Some people would consent. Some people wouldn't, right? <laughs> so I'm the type of person I don't take no for answers, right? I knock on doors. I do direct sales. I do aggressive marketing, guerrilla marketing. So I got smart. While you at work, I'm going to just cut your grass for free. And then I'll just come knock on your door when you get home and say, hey, your grass look kind of high. I cut that for you. <laughs> then I give you that nod. Then they'd be like, you know, you got to give me something. 
You hear me? So some people be, well, I don't have to pay you the next Friday. Well, I don't have any money to next Friday. That's just fine with me. I got your IOU. Can you put your name right here? I was synonymous for that. Okay. <laughs> so this entrepreneurship, this hustle started young. And oh, young. my. Oh, yeah. When it just came to just hustling, period. I was nine years old. I was in. I just had moved from Houston out of Fifth Ward Kelly Court Projects to Conyers, Georgia. At that time, my mama had us in the trailer park. My mama moved. She had some issues going on back in the day. <clears throat> So she transitioned herself and I to Atlanta, all right? And we went to Trader Park, and it was all white people, and it was just getting to be a sprinkle of Mexicans. We were the first black family to integrate the Trader Park. So I'd have been mansions, I'd have been project, I'd have been Trailer Park, I'd have been all kind of shit. So. Being in the in the area where I was like the minority, and I always been that, you know, I never grew up being prejudiced towards anyone because if anyone knows me, my great grandmother was white. So how could I be prejudiced when the lady I'm with every day and I'm in her arm? I'm talking about my biological great grandmother, my grandmother's mother, my mother's mother. You see what I'm saying? So. I don't really see, if you see my mom, she's the same color as I am with blue eyes, right? So I don't get caught up into that. I, I got white friends of 20 years still with me, Atlanta, Texas, different places. So yeah. I don't see color. Color and I, we just won. Yeah. Well, so talk to us about Sign Yourself Records, man. Sign Yourself Records? Yeah. Somebody right there, SYS. Legendary. Legendary. What I sign yourself, there's no nephew Texas boy, no nephew three times. Um, I was trapping in that trailer park <laughs> after I had got out of prison years later. After I had went back to Texas and came back and got out of prison, like, you know what? I was 22. I was like, I want to rap. I've been writing this in the songs and shit while I was in jail. Like, hey, I'm going to give it a shot. I end up trapping, trying to get me some money to go give me some studio time at that time. That was like 2004. <laughs> I just had got out November 11, 2003. I got out the halfway house May 11, 2004. I ended up meeting Faux Trey November the 10th, 2004, because we both was in Rockdale County Jail. And, uh, Funny story, you probably gonna laugh like oh, uh, we was in there, we had woke up for a child, and I played chess. Portray played chess. That's how that was our common bond, how we spoke. We got up that morning, somebody just went to talking shit to him and talking shit to me. I don't got that type of temple. I go up top, Portray go up top, they move me to another door and they move him, but somehow we get moved back to the same door. All the way until my mama put up a trailer to bomb me up, right? I looked at Faux Trey. I said, hey, I'm about to get out of jail. You ain't gonna believe this shit, but this is gonna be some of the realest shit you ever seen. He's like, what you mean? When you get out of jail, I'm gonna be sitting right there. When you get out of jail, I'm gonna be at the front door. <laughs> You're like, you boy, you crazy as hell. Like, All right, my dog. About 10, 11 days went by. He said he was gonna get out. I called up to the county jail. They said he was getting released. I said, I got something for his ass. I stayed probably about three minutes from the jail. Oh, yeah. He came out, he's on a payphone. Just like he said, he had this big ass full trade chain on. You know what I mean? And uh, my boy was, everything he was popping in jail. Soon as he walked out the jail door, I seen everything he said. But what he seen fucked him up though. He seen that nigga that was just right there that said, yeah, I'm gonna be right there when you get out of jail. Now this is some legendary shit. Imagine me bonding out of jail, be with my mama. Though Trey gets out of jail, I'm right there at the jailhouse door, inside the door, 
When he on the phone with his people, I tap him on the shoulder. I said, hey, what you doing, big dog? I said, let me get that chain up off you. He said, I said, nah, nigga, come on, let's go. He called Mojo, his little brother. Where you at? I'm at the guy man. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Shit, we leave from right there. Hey, Sil Kelly. <laughs> we drove straight over to the guy room. This was before anybody knew what Irene and Dark Purple was back then. You hear me? So we got us some Dark Purple. And I think Gucci had a show, I think it was Frozen Palace of Old National, I want to say. We went straight from there. And that's back when they had, Gucci had a song called Lawnmower Man and all kind of stuff like that. I'm talking about, that was Sign Yourself Day, Black Tea and all that. So we went straight to the show. And that was my first time ever meeting Gucci. You see what I'm saying? Like, it, HB. Everyone knows that putting money aside in savings is really important. But then what? Should you keep your savings locked in a CD for a higher rate or keep them liquid in a money market? Can your checking account help you save too? Or is it about creating the right combination? We believe real banking is a conversation. Let's talk about the savings options that are right for you. Learn more at sandyspringbank.com. Member FDIC. Big dog always been a blessing. That's how I got introduced to an exclusive game. I have, I'm probably the only person in the world besides only one person, Zaytoven. I probably got the rarest exclusive game jersey ever. I have an actual sign yourself 409 jersey that HB had made for me. That's all I had wanted back then. I didn't want nothing else. I wanted that goddamn jersey because that was, it wasn't just in the So Icy video, those jerseys. That was an everyday dope boy thing. <laughs> and I'm just getting out of prison till you got BMF over here and then you got Sign Yourself over here. Sign Yourself not big as BMF, it's a bigger money difference. I'm not going to sit here and lie, but it really wasn't a money difference. Because once you got money, you just got money. You feel me? Like, you can do some bigger things, but when you got money, you just got money. You just afforded to do a lot more things. So, HB was a blessing. Portray, definitely. I couldn't have gotten music without him. Portray took me straight to that concert. Next day, he took me to Zaytoven House. I used to talk to Zay in jail, though. I used to talk to Zay and HB in jail. Um, Zay was like, hey boy, when you get out of there, you come over here. I had never been in a studio in my life. Never. All right, so Fortray takes me over there. It's Fortray, Zaytoven, Icon. And back then, it was called Familiar Territory. That was Zay label before Zaytown. It was familiar territory. So uh, I think Versatile and CHB was in there back then. All right? They played my beat. They made me go in the booth. I just start rapping and rapping and rapping and rapping and rapping and rapping. <laughs> they like, where the hook? I'm like, what's a hook? <laughs> oh, man, they must have roasted me for about 30 minutes, but then that's when they seen like, Papa Trey was like, my boy straight out of jail. He don't, he don't know none, none of that shit. So Zay was kind of intrigued with this shit because I had braids back then and he had braids back then and we both kind of shorter than everybody, right? So that was kind of our common bond at the time and shit. He was cutting hair at uh, Stonecrest Mall. I seen a funny story with that. I watched Zay actually go from cutting hair, being employed by somebody else to buying that barbershop. Oh, really? Yeah. And charging $100 a haircut, $100 lineup, I'm sorry. If you go in on you, how you might charge you a little more if you don't rock with you like that. But, you know, that's legendary day, man. You shot me back with that one. That's yeah. crazy. <laughs> Damn. Oh, I can tell you who I seen in Zay House. Duct tape. Yeah. Definitely seen Bank. Definitely seen Alley. Definitely seen Trouble Valley. Definitely seen VL. Back then, I didn't know Scooter back then. That was 2004 or so. I don't know. I'm kind of, I might be a few years older than him, so that's why I probably didn't know him. But when he was saying, 
Poo Tang and my homeboys. You see what I'm saying? So I was like, hell yeah. I like, so when me and Scooter did end up linking up, that was our common bond. I like, oh yeah, yeah, you from the street. But I was just getting out again. So usually everybody be like trying to figure out. I don't gotta figure out nothing. You hear me? Scooter saw real. Somebody saw me a watch. Scooter looked at it. He said, man, that motherfucker look fuzzy, bro. Like, what you mean? <laughs> Scooter crazy when it comes. Hey, if, if you ask me in Atlanta, who gonna check your jury out? You don't need no diamond tester or none of that. Scooter gonna judge you off that. Straight up. When street meets you, he gonna size you up and down. You hear me? I end up taking, I got one of my homeboys with me, but I end up taking one of my homeboys to do a song with Scooter. He walked from down the street in Kirkwood. Came to the studio in Kirkwood over at Big Block Studio and did a feature for one of the Detroit artists that I had back then that is legendary. You hear me? So, I don't know. This interview might be kind of, oh my God. <laughs> so when did you link up with Walker? 2008. Okay. That was I before he was rapping then, huh? Yeah. <laughs> that was my little goddamn baby right there. He wild as fuck. He wild. I met him through Juice Man, though. Oh, yeah? Okay. Yeah, Walker, Frenchie, and it, it was Juice, Soldier, Walker, and Frenchie. Woo used to be on the road with Gucci a lot. Juice, Walker, Frenchie, Soldier, they had to go everywhere. Walker was the gang. You hear me? I never forget it. I was in Roanoke, Virginia. We had a show. I still got the footage. If y'all really did y'all homework real good, y'all gonna see it. The footage on there. You're gonna hear the sound of Zay Tobin. You're gonna see Nephi performing. You're gonna see Juice performing. You're gonna see the young Walker, the young Frenchie, young soldier. That shit that everybody knows us for. But that was that show was. Like April the 10th? No. It was like April the 7th or March 28th because Juice ended up getting shot right after it. It wasn't even a week or two. Juice ended up getting shot, I want to say eight times, nine times. Next week, I got locked up. I never knew Walker really just was paying attention back then. Cause I used to take my studio equipment and drive from wherever I'm at at the time. I had a portable studio back then. I just used to walk in guitar center and just say, hey, give me whatever on the showroom floor. Just, just, I want that. He'd be like, you don't know. I don't know how to work it. I just give it to him. You see what I'm saying? Cause I knew Zay or somebody knew how to work that shit. You feel me? But I never even had to go that far. That's when I started finding other stuff out though. But I used to take my uh, studio equipment to Dev house. Dev be like, oh hell nah, y'all gonna get this shit up out of my basement. Gucci, I think he had the red vet at that time, and Buffy the Body was around at that time. So I kind of been around before the Instagram model phase. I kind of seen uh, Gucci do a lot. You see what I'm saying? Just behind the scenes, just like, damn, so this how this going, this how this go, right? That was always my blessing in disguise. And Zay used to always tell me they say the best for last. I didn't know what the fuck he was saying, right? So. Yeah, that's how that went. I had to link up with 808. Dang. Which part of it? <laughs> well, who'd you meet Fuck. first? TM or Southside? Hell no. Southside. I mean, look, bro, first. That's like, <laughs> when, I look at, when I look at music, bro, I be kind of in a daze. Because I look at Walker. I look at Juice, I look at Frenchie, I look at Wu, I look at Flop. I, I know them all in different ways. I'm talking about before anybody in the world knows them. Joey, that run around with Mike Will, I just seen him. If you want to ask me who found Mike Will, i tell you the truth. Walker Flop. Walker wasn't even rapping. 
He said, I'm about to manage me some producers. I was like, huh? <laughs> so that's how I ended up meeting Southside when I got out of prison. And uh, I ended up going to a video shoot through another producer named Chris Beats. He was like, you, you know Waka Flocka, don't you? Usually everybody like to test me like, bro, I'm just getting out of jail. Yeah, I know Walker, but that shit ain't making me no money. What the hell does that got to do with what I'm doing right now at the moment? He got a video shoot. I bet you you'll be happy to see you. I ain't going to no motherfucking video shoot. Ain't nobody ever seen me down. So I ain't going to be down when you see me. You hear me? So I stayed where I was at until I caught the right video shoot. That's when. Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. Find a meeting there is. Chaz got it. Southside. Same day, same time. I probably still got pictures of that. But that was, if I can quote the year, 2012. Yeah. Then I met TM through another producer uh, in 808, Skinny Tommy. He like, one of the founders. That's who named Southside Southside. Hmm. <laughs> like, like, you gotta, it's a, like, we had a popular song called Thug City. It really was coined off of, off of Skinny Tommy. Tommy got it tatted in his face. You feel me? So, <laughs> like, <laughs> that was a whole lifestyle. Hey, <laughs> 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 man. Hey, man, you're so legendary. Like, it's funny because it's weird to me that when people ask me how I know these people, I, I don't know how to respond half the time because I don't really do interviews. You're probably one of the only people that had me visually ever on it. What are you saving up for? A vacation? A remodel? Or just because saving is a smart thing to do? A CD from Sandy Spring Bank gives you time to grow your savings at a guaranteed rate. Right now, you can earn interest at 4.25% annual percentage yield on a 14-month CD or 4.00% APY on a 35-month CD. Ready to grow your savings? Let's talk. Visit sandyspringbank.com slash cdspecials. Minimum opening deposit is $2,500, member FDIC. Interview. Hmm. So what was it like creating uh, the pack landed at 808? Because this project had all the top producers at the time. How you know this shit? We were posting this shit. I was in jail. I didn't get to see it. Oh, really? <sighs> Pack landed at 808 came because I was about to get ready to turn myself into jail. Excuse me, y'all. I'll be kidded up. You feel me? That's first, though. I mean, I always pay my respect to gangsters. We can smoke in here? Oh, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm a respectful person. I don't go in nobody's truck and just do that without asking. Appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah, um, can, you, can you play back the question that you asked? The pack landed at 808. Oh. oh, Lord. Can somebody throw me a light? I'm about to go crazy. No, don't do that to me now. Light them. Immediately. Please. I'm telling you, I all got crackhead lighters. Come on now. All right. Pack landed at 808. That take because I was headed to jail. I was on the run. I tried to go do some dumbass shit. Trying to <laughs> go to the pharmacy and pull the bogus ass move I really ain't had to pull. 
I was digging the Percocets at that time. Y'all got an ashtray? I ain't about to ash on your porch, bro. Y'all shit look too nice. And y'all got folks' names written there. Well, niggas ash on my name. I feel kind of out of place. Thank you, my dog. My dog. That's B, ain't it? Brandon, yeah. That's my name. <laughs> yeah. Easy to remember. <laughs> All right. So, I ended up violating my, my federal paper at that time. And um, I went on a run. I had another popular rapper with me at that time, Killer Twan from, uh, from Watts. I had the army with me when my PO called and told me to come turn myself in. I said, I just can't do that. I just can't do that. I don't just turn myself in. I make motherfuckers have to pay for they, 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 Hell nah, you gonna work for your paycheck fucking with me. Oh no, I don't surrender. I don't lay down. So uh, when I told him now, Mojo looked at me, I looked at him. I had $39,000 to my name left. Some people think it's some money. Me, I know I was broke. I knew I had lawyer fees I was about to have to pay for. I had a residence, had a car, I just had situations go on. And I like, you know what? If I'm gonna go to jail, cause I'm gonna turn myself in one day, just not two days, right? So I ended up uh, going on a <coughs> on one. So I was like, you know what? Since I'm gonna do that, I'm about to just drop. Cause I gotta keep my name ringing because I know I might be gone for a year or two. I wasn't expecting to get out, all right? So boom, I went in overdrive mode. I got my engineer, Ed Kills. I had Mises Sachi at the time, engineer, and uh, Metro, goddamn Metro. Metro booming. Metro, me and Metro was in heavy contact at the time talking about a lot of different things. And he, I was like, man, I want to do a collab tape with you. But it ended up turning into me. I have a different ear for music, but I got a different love for producers too, right? So when I first made Pac Landed at 808, it just was about Metro Boomer. I let TM go in, add sounds in it, right? Knowing what I know now about the, about the business side, that was a bad move. I didn't know that then though. I was coming out the streets, I was a rapper. I wasn't corporate by any means. But when Metro and them met me, they always thought I was a manager. I'm like, no damn manager, bro. Like, I can't tell you what I really am, but I ain't no manager. <laughs> but I really was a manager. I didn't understand how I have Metro Booming, Southside, TM808, I mean TM88, I'm sorry. <clears throat> Metro, Southside, TM88, Sonny Digital, Zaytoven, uh, to about this time, Chris Beats, Ed Kills, different producers. Uh, Ferrari Fredro, my main go-to producer. I had all these folks at my disposal back then. I didn't hang with too many rappers if you wasn't Juice Man or Walker. I'm one of the lawyer types. Y'all ain't talking to them, I ain't talking to y'all because I made my way through this lane right here. And they'll be like, you came from all East Atlanta rappers. Yeah, but I came up on Ford Industrial. That's a whole nother interview in itself. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I ended up, Metro sent me like four beats. Then I had Southside give me some beats. Then I took another record from here and took, then I ended up getting some records fused. Okay. Then that's when the problem started. Why is that? Because Fuse didn't want nobody putting sounds on his record. Now that I know the business, I know why. But back then, I didn't understand the business. I wasn't even thinking about no business. I didn't even know what a business was. I was just trying to rap and blow up whatever that was. All right? Knowing now, I know different shit. But anyway, uh, Staly, he ended up coming by Lucha's in the studio or some, even with somebody. I can't remember, and I'm sorry if I can't remember, but Stalin ended up coming by, somebody brought him by. And it was me, Block 125, Mojo. We ended up politicking with Stalin. And Stalin was like, man, I want to do a song with Walker. I'm like, that's it? Hey, Flock, come pull up. Ooh, Flock, come pull up. He come do the song. 
It's called Doggish. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I made that happen for Stalin, but it was different for him. And I made it different. I didn't know I was a producer then. I didn't know I was producing songs. I, we was just making songs, right? But I knew that was a new sound for Stalin. But I ended up going to jail, so the timing didn't add up to the video, which threw the whole campaign out because the record really one of them type of records that could have really did something. And if people go streaming now, they still can. <laughs> so, um, that whole tape, it kind of got done in two days. The tape was done in two days. Uh, I turned it in. I was just taking six, seven, eight perks a day, sipping two lines, four lines, half a pint, pint a day. I go, gave Mojo my last 39000 I'm paying for everything, though, so my money doing them down. I'm like, shit, I'm at a 30 ball now. Shit, go turn yourself in, or you're going to eat through your money sitting there trying to run. Right? So I went to turn myself in. I'm in that motherfucker. I don't want the Super Bowl fucking with Tom Brady. I don't want everybody commissary in the dorm, slam the door. <laughs> yup, won that. Motherfucker want to bet with their heart. I bet with the money. Ain't nobody gonna beat Tom Brady. That's America's white boy. You're not gonna do nothing with Tom Brady. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> anyway, so uh, I ended up getting out of jail on Valentine's Day. But Packer Landed 808 was already out. I didn't know what to do after that. I've never had a record label, I've never had an investor. I don't, I didn't know nothing. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac, or drop a crispy fry between the car seats, or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. At the time, all I knew is shit. Go cook some other shit. So I had to go turn myself into the halfway house while I was in the halfway house. I dropped Packland at 808 part two. Mm. Pack landed at 8083 never came out because I had Text Lana 1 and Text Lana 2 with Beat King. I ended up taking Beat King and bringing him to Atlanta. He had been here before, but he had knew he ain't made no solid contacts. He ended up coming to me. And I took him to anybody and everybody who he wanted to know. From DJs to TM House to Southside. Hey, I need y'all to do these drops for this tape. That's on Text Lana 2. That was produced by Metro Boom and Southside and TM. That was me getting all my beats from them, believing in Beat King, because I knew who he was in Texas. Texas and Atlanta, two different worlds, music-wise. You see what I'm saying? But I knew the music he was making in the strip club in Houston was going to end up popping in somebody's strip club because he kept burning Oklahoma up, Arkansas up, and... Oklahoma, Arkansas, Texas. He kept doing that Dallas. Ooh, he kept doing that. I'm like, sheesh, I done seen this a million times. Start spreading. I'm like, now's the time. I introduced him to DJ Funky, Big X, and Reggie Rouse at V103, different places like that. And um, we keep on getting more legendary. <laughs> so do you still have a relationship with Southside and TM and walking all them today, or? Do I have a relationship? I'm always have a relationship. What the fuck you mean? Like, I'm big dog. But at the same time, I used to be so high out of my mind, I kind of did a lot of rational shit at one point in time. And I ain't fucked up no relationships because I ain't fucked with nobody old lady. I ain't took nobody money. I ain't did no whole shit to nobody. But I did text Walker some bullshit. I think, well, I DM'd him some bullshit. Some real whole shit that really wasn't for me and him. Me acting like a real whole ass nigga that day. I was mad at somebody else. So I DM'd him because he's showing love to somebody else. But I felt a certain way about that because I'm like, shit, nigga, your motherfucking love and attention need to be right here, right now, home base, nigga. You hear me? <laughs> when it comes to Walker, like, that's a whole different topic. Like, I love dude for who he is. I love for who he transitioned into. He's a full-blown man. He on a whole different path. You hear me? I've been in the streets all my life. Since they met me, I've been the same way. I ain't did nothing different. This is me, 
right? He can call me. I can call him. I seen him. He seen me. We ain't say nothing that day. On bullshit. But life too short for that bullshit. You hear me? So, after this interview, I reach out to him because I don't want it to get out before I even say something. So, I hit him up and say, hey, fuck you. <laughs> I love you. But, you know, I was high in my mind at that time. I'm a whole different person. Uh, you know I don't be in your demo or none of that shit. I don't care what you're doing. But I'm going to apologize to you publicly. I shouldn't have said the whole shit that I said. But your response, <laughs> that's what made me laugh. Hey, ain't nothing can ever stop the love I got for the little nigga. You hear me? That's, a little, that's, my, that's my puppy. I love him. He don't do no wrong. You hear me? But he'll do wrong. But I know when to go to him. I know when he too. He, he on education. That's why I want him to be. He don't need to be in the streets. If he in the streets at this point, something ain't right. He don't need to hang in the streets. My little baby need to be right where he at. TM, he doing great in life. He went nine times platinum and everything else. He doing what he's supposed to do. That's what my job was. I felt I still was trying to figure my life out, right? I didn't know what my purpose was in life. So I didn't know where the fuck to assist them at. All I know is shit, you got it from him. <laughs> so shit, I'm gone to doing the bullshit that I was doing. And they were saying a lot of shit that I was doing and that shit wasn't the move, you hear me? And of course, now that I know the shit that I know, you gotta distance yourself. You understand what I'm saying? So TM, I leave him right there. I seen him one day at the Coalition DJs. We spoke briefly to the side, you hear me? And Shit, that's that on that. Um, my right hand man, Blue, my brother Blue, he speak to them. You know what I mean? Everybody still one person away if we want to say something. Southside? Hell yeah, he DM me all the time. That ain't that. You feel me? Like, that's my other puppy. Like, I look at Young Dog and I just be laughing, like, do what the fuck, you know what the fuck you supposed to be doing? Hey, though. Hey. Hey, man, I, I sit in the cut a lot, bro. I really get in my body. Niggas know I get really in my feelings when it comes to them niggas right there because them my little brothers. You see what I'm saying? My little puppies and shit. My little drops like that, like, I be seeing niggas playing with my people and headlines and shit like that. Them niggas come from some real street niggas, bro. Y'all niggas ain't the only niggas guys. Y'all ain't. I don't, like, I don't like when I get to getting in my body because I get to studying and shit. Y'all niggas ain't the on the street niggas though. You hear me? So I ain't gonna put myself on blast like that, but shit, y'all niggas better tread lightly. Anyway. I was checking out your podcast and you named OJ the Juice Man as the number one trap rapper. He is. Jeezy, I said what I said on the list because I heard. I seen Juice Man. <laughs> if you know, you know. Baby face right. If you know, you know. If you don't, you slow. Fuck wrong with you. Juice Man, man. Real one. I think Juice don't get the credibility he's supposed to get. So I'm a always, nigga. Anybody that tell you, nigga, like, I'm Juice the fuck out. This new album is about to drop. He's on there. God. Juice Man is my favorite trap rapper. And if you know him, you know why. That's it. <laughs> Shout out Pac-Man. That's how I even met Juice. Pac-Man. Peanut. So what's the new project called? 500 Singles. That ain't the name of the tape. No. Oh. <laughs> I'm about to just release a bunch of singles right now. Okay. Uh, I was going to do um, 
Pack landed at 8083. I don't remix shit. So if I ain't with them, I should get pushed to the side. I made that with them. It's gonna stay there. Text line of three, it still was made by them. All right? But my cousin June James was on there, so I could go on from there if I wanted to. J Real, June James, I had them on there, so <coughs> Southside. Anybody give me beats if I ask for them. But I'm on, I got another wave that I'm on right now. But I need those producers to rock with the new young producers. And I'm kind of the gap. I got a feel. So I got to come back outside, find y'all, bring y'all to these people. So music can progress and it can stay right where it's at. Because it's starting to ping pong to other places where I placed it. And it's kind of ripping apart where it the scene where it kind of started. You know, it's a part of Atlanta music that don't get, never gets spoken on, and I hate that shit. Bill Dick, T.O. Green, Joe Green, Four-Way Money Mark, uh, Maceo, uh, 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 um, I don't want to miss nobody. Oh, definitely the gun line. That's what I'm on right now. It's not about Neffy. Neffy has been about me. Anybody know? I'm not motivated unless I have some younger up-and-coming people that want to do something. Once I get people to a certain point, I feel like I was the incubator, like the old artist development situation. I artists develop a lot of people. I know how to do it. I know who to place in the room with who. But I didn't know I was supposed to be getting paid for all that. Am I the whole nigga that's going to come back and be like, boy, y'all owe me money. Man, I've been had money when everybody met me. Let's keep it 100. So no, I'm not coming for my pub. That's how I learned the game. I know the game, not though. I know what I could come for. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba da ba ba ba. But I ain't owed nothing. Ain't never charged me for nothing. That never came up. T- oh, TMA Day saved my life. Did you know that? How so? Huh? How so? Oh, so you didn't know that? Oh, I got one in on you. You good, <laughs> no? You good. You ain't been on point yet. Uh, hey, I ain't gonna lie to you, dog. My probation officer was about to walk in my house one time, and I had something around that wasn't supposed to be there. The door open, four females walking in. All of a sudden, a little Chinese dude walking in. I'm like, the fuck is that? I kind of move him out the way and slam the door. I'm like, man. I start doing the shuffle. That's 12, that's 20. <laughs> TM, he dreads in there. I got, who is that, bro? I'm like, I think that's my PO. I'm like, shut up. No, TM, <laughs> excuse me, big as a motherfucker. And nigga Trey go down like this, he go open the door. Well, he go <laughs> and go to the door and say, hey, how you doing? I'm TMA Day. I'm a superstar. <laughs> <laughs> Bart stupid hell. So my PO was like, he's a little Asian. So you got this motherfucker down there seven feet tall looking down at you with hell goddamn a different color now. Look at you like this. And he smelled like straight motherfucking weed, look like a crazy ass Jamaican. Right? So he ain't have his glasses on. So if you know TM, you know how, what I'm talking about. So my PO, uh, my PO ended up sitting down talking to TM. He was like, he managed me. Yeah, he managed me for while I make beats. I make beats for all the rappers. All right? Goddamn. That's how I didn't go back to prison. If I, if, Put it this way, if what my dog cut for me, bro, and put his whole fucking career in jeopardy for, I asked him, bro, I, I would have never fucked his career like that. You hear me? That was at a time when I knew then this when, when our relationship was supposed to go another way. He probably wondering, like, why didn't he pull it away from me? They ain't walk away from me. I kind of had to walk another path. I thought I was really about to go on some type of other shit. I really had some death missions I was on. You hear me? So shit, at that time, I was like, fuck that. I ain't about to go around them. I'm on some whole other shit, which led to some deep shit. What happened between you and uh, Sada, baby? Uh, 
Whoa. That little bro. You know how you got that little one little badass brother that's just rebellious as a motherfucker that love you to death? I didn't know at the time what exactly I did wrong. And now that you say that, I can't tell no lie because I brought a few guys with me. I ain't tell no lies, but I ain't gonna go into no whole story because I don't do that. Me and little bro, um, we had exchange of words. And then we took a Haitian off for a while, maybe two years. I reached out to little bro, hear me. Like, I'm just proud of you. Surprisingly, he hear me back. It's all love. Thank you. Say, man, we don't let words get in the way. But this shit was kind of about, first off, it wasn't about this guy, but it's my reason of how I even got to the Detroit wave. I met him through Icewood Vezo. Icewood Vezo was the first person to fly me to Detroit, but Soda. This Soda, if y'all ain't never seen him, I know everybody rap about him. I told you, little baby, I'm going to always keep you with yet. But yeah, Soda, um, that's how I got introduced to Detroit. We used to be around Motor City late night. Sprites, no ice, man and night, you hear me? In Detroit though, you know what I mean? So, uh, I don't really like speaking on that one too much. Cause that's who I was talking about when he ended up getting a song with Young Scooter. Ended up paying Scooter for a feature. Scooter came and did it ASAP. I told him who he was, Scooter was like, yeah, yeah. Back then, sold a real jury, everything. Scooter was digging it. Ended up making a song with Zay talking called Bands. Ended up paying Nuke and Zay. Um, Soda was good with his business. Soda money was long. When my nigga Midnight, Lou, Peasy, Viz, the circle tight, Baby Ray. You know what I'm saying? Goes like the circle tight. You know what I'm saying? So Soda started making great music. He made Battle of the Bands. He made uh Fuck the chicken up with TM88, and he made um, I be tripping, I be tripping, nigga, with TM88, and the guy who's the A and R for YSL now, Vito, Vito was who was shooting the videos at the time. I Viz ended up flying me, TM88, and Vito to Detroit to make moonwalking. That's how moonwalking came about for Drink God, right? Which is a whole guy. Damn, we got so much we ain't even got to. I told you. I ain't no 20 minute interview. For a second one. But, oh yeah, Wasada, oh, ain't no physical, ain't no crazy shit like that. It's just big brother, little brother, past that shit. Um, I think sometimes time heals everything. You just gotta let shit be sometimes. Cause I see it the wrong shit. But it was all because of this guy. Hey, dog. This table blood. That's how I met Sada, baby. I was in my house one day and Tay asked me, Sada had came to Atlanta before he was who he was, but he was on the way to being who he was. I ain't gonna shade him like that. Um, I ended up turning Sada on to my cousin June, let them make some records and shit like that. And, uh, Somehow, I don't know what the fuck happened with how they got tangled and twisted, right? But they ended up mending a situation before Tay Blood got murdered. That didn't have nothing to do with Sada in no form or fashion. He was at a, he's an innocent bystander somewhere. You know what I'm saying? And um, that shit wasn't for him. That shit wasn't for soda. You hear me? Both of them fucked me up to the point where I didn't want to do music no more. That was the last two niggas I was doing music with. You hear me? Like, I went through some shit. I lost everything. I went through some shit. You hear me? But I did it in front of everybody. I ain't high shit. If you knew, you knew. You see what I'm saying? I ain't high shit, but I always had a lot of shit from when I had the paper. 
I done went broke fucking with music five, six times because I didn't know you supposed to have a machine with the shit, all right? I was always doing it myself and everybody be like, who helping you do this shit? Me, that's all, me. <laughs> and I knew I was on to some bullshit. All right, nephew, we got to wrap it up, man. Um, go ahead and give some shout outs before we do it, man. I'm going to shout out. Uh, I'm going to shout out to my Heavenly Father, to my Lord and Savior, because I wouldn't be here. My mama, my kids, uh, everybody who may think I may be mad at y'all or I feel some type of way about y'all. I don't, and I ain't talking about rappers. It's gonna be a lot of people watch this interview. I ain't, I ain't just a, a rapper. I'm corporate. I'm whatever. But before we do get up here, I gotta bear y'all some gifts, though. Okay, come on, let's do it. Yeah, I'm bringing my man's up here, man. Hey, guy, come on, camera man, and bear gifts to my people, man. Nah, I'm smoking. Go ahead. Hand it to Hayes. Show it to the camera. That's the dirty glove jacket. Okay. Michigan color. Dirty glove. I hold it up. They didn't see it. Oh. And whoever the biggest, he, whoever the biggest, who the biggest? Hayes? Oh, man. You got all kind of 3Xs. <laughs> yeah. And okay. one thing about it, I got you so much exclusive stuff. I'm bring y'all some dirty glove stuff mixed with mine. Just for y'all. Not for sale. Just for y'all. Yeah. And I want to say, Shout out Dirty Glove Bastard, Mikey Nike, Gunline, uh, the whole plug life here. Well, it's too many of y'all. I can't name everybody. Shout out to Beaumont, Texas, my motherfucking hometown, 3105. Y'all know what's going on, South 6th Street, what's happening? You know what I mean? Tribe City. Still on my hand every day we on that. That's a whole nother interview. We got a lot more to come, because, man, once you see these ruckus come out, you're going to hurry up and try to call me back. You're going to see what's going on. <laughs> Let's get but, it. hey. Nephew, aye. Smoking cereal milk, hoping it's for me. Smoking a weed that's important. If you ever so put you important, I Dropping our bags like no dash. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba da ba ba ba.